Welcome to Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. My guest on today's program is Sal Gruva. Sal is the founder of social app Giggle, and she had been a screenwriter in Hollywood for almost 10 years, living just before the Me Too movement began. But she left for all of the reasons that Me Too movement exists. Uh, so after experiencing harassment and mental breakdown, she felt really strongly that um, there should be a place for girls to connect with each other. And this is how Giggle was born. So let's listen to Sal's story about how she started her company Giggle and also um, uh, how she dealt with fear and anxiety because fear and anxiety is literally something that caused her to become an entrepreneur in the first place. Hi, Sal. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me here. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, it's great to have you on the show because uh, fear and anxiety actually made you who you are today, an entrepreneur. Could you tell us a little bit more about you and uh, how did you start Giggle? Yeah, sure. So I was a screenwriter in Hollywood for almost 10 years and Uh, while I was there, I experienced everything that the Me Too movement is about, but I actually left just before it happened because um, I just couldn't handle it anymore because everything that would happen to me, I would tell my agents and managers about it. They were all men. And I would always be told, um, do you want your movie made? When a director would grope me and do horrible things or um this is just how it is when i would go to a meeting or just um told be told to impress them with a script to sort of win them over after they would sort of do horrible things and so i got to the point where i couldn't write anymore i was crippled i yeah. could the only reason i got out of bed every day was because i had to feed my dog i couldn't write but i would sit there every day trying to write and i just couldn't And I've since found out through therapy that the reason I couldn't is because my sort of survival instincts had kicked in and writing meant going and getting assaulted. So I was protecting myself from that happening. And so I was, and it's, I was completely isolated because Hollywood and lots of different industries like Hollywood are designed that way to sort of isolate you, yeah. that you don't have anyone to talk to or anything like that. And then living in a big city like LA, you know, I lived by myself and I worked by myself So finally, I got to the point I had to come back to Australia to spend time with my family and have some therapy and recover from everything. And it was while I was in therapy, my therapist kept saying that I had to learn how to reconnect with people um, and especially with women. And my mom at the same time, when I, I would be telling her everything, she would be going, we have to find a way for girls to help girls so that they have someone they can reach out to each other in a private and safe, secure way. And so from all of these experiences, we came up with Giggle. And so Giggle is the collective noun for a group of girls. And the Giggle app is a, a girls only app. And we have um, AI um, verification when you're onboarding so that it is only girls who are allowed on the app. Yeah. 
And it is where girls, at the moment, the categories we have are for freelance work, activism, emotional support, um, and health. But in the future, it will also be for roommates and for travel companions and Airbnb-style um, accommodation. Um, if you want to talk about, like, your religious beliefs, um, exercise, hobbies, just sort of social things like trivia or going to the movies, things like that. So it's going to open up to lots of other things. But, yeah, at the moment, it's sort of a bit smaller and it's just a place for girls to be able to connect, be who they want to be, exist sort of in this tiny little corner of the world where boys don't exist. That's and the free, if you will. <laughs> I actually downloaded this up today. Yeah. <laughs> Try it out. And I'm still in the process of uh, verifying and um, yeah, but it, it's, it's using AI. This is really clever because my, my, my interest and passion actually in, AI mm-hmm. and I'm 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 studying and researching the impact of disruptive technologies on on jobs and oh, <laughs> cool. it's fascinating. But they did verify yeah. my face, so yeah, yeah, cool. it does. And basically, all it does there's been this, there's been controversy about this. All it does is um, the company that we use that sort of implemented the AI into it. It just compares your selfie with like a million other selfies and it's actually set to not allow boys in. So it's not that it's set to not allow girls in. Like it's not judging your appearance or anything. It's just like, is this a photo of a girl or is this a photo of a boy? It's as simple as that. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple and it's just, you know, the best technology that's available at this very moment in time. And there's been, yeah, there has been controversy. I've gotten quite a lot of hate from it from, especially for men, it's the number one group, about having such a thing. And I'm like, if you were this impassioned about just Why is that though? I mean, well, to begin with, yeah. with a world of different, the you're not. <laughs> we yeah. have to have their own space, right? What is the yeah, exactly. It's just the, the anger of, of like women having their own space is very interesting. Yeah. Because you see, creating an app, it's, it's, it's a very technical thing to do, right? How did you pull it all together? It's- yeah, well, actually, so I'm actually creating a new feature at the moment, and so I draw everything. Yeah. So, so I just showing me prototypes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I draw what I always have. I had I had a vision. Like I don't code, obviously. So yeah. I had a vision of what I wanted it to look like, um, and what I wanted it to do, and um, I designed the whole thing. And then we actually, with my dad, my dad taught himself how to sort of design, use a program to sort of just design the framework of it or the sort of the, just not a working model, but just like a demo model of it. And so by the time we went to developers, we had what it was um, for them to be able to code. So there wasn't any confusion, but yeah, it's, it is crazy technical. I, 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 I'm just, I just get ideas of this is what I want to do. And then I have to go and ask all of the technical people, like, is this actually physically possible? Or like, you know, is this something that exists? I don't know. So yeah, I mean, it's been so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And um, I guess the, the problem with this um, social apps um, is that, very often, if, if something doesn't work, like there are some technical problems or bugs, mm-hmm. people just leave you really, you know, one-star reviews. Um, low well, <laughs> well, we only have, we have... How do you deal with this? <laughs> okay, well, so this has been... Yeah, so, <laughs> we will, okay, so Giggle has only, like, has 
only a one-star rating on both the, on Google Play and App Store. And that's because so basically in February, so we haven't officially, we hadn't officially launched at this point, um, but I had done a video and posted it to our Instagram about the misogyny that I deal with every day as a female CEO of a company. Yeah. And it is, I deal with it every day. It is crazy. And, and it's, to me, it's even crazier because of the company I'm a CEO of. Like, I just think that it's absurd to be misogynistic to me. Like, how stupid could a person be? Yeah. Knowing that I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And use it, it to prove the need for giggle. But anyway, um, so I'd done this video. And so anyway, it, some boys had sent it viral on Reddit and Twitter. And then so we got this rush of people in February and um, so because we exclude one half of the population, which is boys, yeah. um, they leave us one-star reviews. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people will never have a five-star rating. Hey, it, girls, it, girls, if you listen, please leave yeah. star, five-star reviews to yeah. support her. <laughs> it, um, so I, stopped, I stopped reading them like, because it's not, um, it's, not, it's not healthy to yeah. I only care, the opinions, the only opinions I care about are if you're like part of the population of Giggle. And so it's, if you're a girl um, and like some girls have said like, oh, I would like it if it had this or like this didn't work for me on this time. And it's like, cool. I and mean, we're still, you know, we're so new. We're still working out bugs. And so I always want to know different things um there was one i i stupidly ventured into a reddit thread where there were some people talking about giggle and um and there are some especially sort of what they like self-described very radical feminists who have an issue with the name giggle and then also that i often refer to sort of females or women as girls and i was trying to explain to them like they would say like, you know, it, the biggest thing is they were saying like, you know, men use the term girls to put us down. It's a patriarchal term and things like this. And I was like, every word is a patriarchal term. Like, yeah. uh, So who's making comments like this? Are the women? Yeah, well, they self-described radical feminists, right. yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's so funny. Some people will call me a radical feminist and then others will say I'm not feminist enough and you can't <laughs> win, can you? Um, but I'm like, no, I giggle is the collective noun for a group of girls. That's just what it is. I just think it's cute. I thought what a great way to reclaim that the connotation that is that, you know, I know that people think like giggling girls and stupid and vapid, but we all know that when a group of girls is together, that they're not vapid or stupid. Well, just cool. Let's just go and be not vapid and stupid. And so the, the concept of what a giggle is will change. It's just, you just have to, reinvent language that way by doing um and then the only reason i say girls is because i i would never i i've i'm 35 i still refer to myself as a girl but i i just sort of thought like oh because we're dealing with different ages like women women might be too limiting not everyone's a lady what word do you use females so clinical just girls like it's just fun that's right girls nights we have girls talk we have girl power now we have a girl app Gosh, I mean, but when people have a problem with with the word describing it, I mean, that that, that just kind of 
the, the concept is, is, is great, isn't it? It's yeah. just a place to connect, uh, you know, women, yeah. girls uh, yeah. in, in one social place. Yeah. Give them additional empowerment yeah. and um, yeah. freedom I mean, to express yeah. themselves. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I remember there was the one that um, stuck out to me, and I sort of always remember it and play it over my head. It was this, um, in, on Reddit, and it was this woman who said that she was a, um, sort of a, a professor at a small college in America, and she was like, and my students and I saw it, and we just laughed about it, and how ridiculous it was that you would call something giggle, and then we moved on to more important things. And I was like, you know what, like, beyond, like, you know, no, that's not cool, because... Not only is it called Giggle because it's, that's a collective noun for a group of girls. That's what the app does. It builds group of girls. So it's a double entendre. Like th- there's a reason it's called this. So it's like yeah. if you go to college, research before you go and publicly state something. It's like, and so then move, like, you know, I hated the dismissal of I'm now, I'm, we're just moving on to talking about more important things. Cause I was like, I sit here every day working out how can I help girls and connecting with other groups that help girls, especially in, countries where they don't have the privilege of caring about language they need to be able to connect with each other because they don't get to go to school or get to go to work or leave the house there we are privileged yeah even with all the problems we have yeah if 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 she has a problem with (laughs) with your name i guess she's not a part of your tribe totally exactly she's not part of the giggle (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) <laughs> she should be somewhere else <laughs> yeah i mean it's the thing if you're like sort of a troll on the internet giggle is not for you it's as simple yeah. as that so how it's, do you deal a... with trolls that that's another sort of hot topic how, how do you deal with cyber bullies that don't get you yeah. but they leave horrible comments that yeah can affect you mentally <laughs> how do you deal i with don't them? read them to be honest i don't read them um my mum and i talk about it quite frequently though because i know that they're there um I don't, I have had, like, as I said before, I, you know, I'd done this video about the misogyny I deal with on an everyday basis. The, the trolls in my actual life bother me a lot more. If you're just someone on the internet and any times I have read something, there's at least one inaccuracy in there anyway. So I'm like, oh, well, you don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, if you haven't bothered to research it before speaking, I, I'm not really going to engage. Um, but yeah, in my actual life, I've had men making giggle as difficult as they possibly can for me. And that keeps us up at night or makes days more stressful. And Are they your relatives or some, someone close? No, just are people that we're involved with that are involved with Giggle. And it's, I can't, it, it's such a horrible thing is that at this point in time, I can't talk a lot about it too much in part out of utter fear of the repercussions. Anytime where I have said something, this is sort of the reality I deal with. If I t- talk about something or if I post something of, okay, so this is what a man has done to me today. This is the misogyny I've dealt with today their sensitivity or their ego being hurt by that, yeah. I get for it. Yeah. And whether that is um, trying to hurt me financially, hurt my reputation, harm the um, different aspects of giggle and how you could, or just sort of hurt my self-esteem, I suppose. 
Yeah. So that's that's the hardest part. Trolls, I don't care. They don't. They're not stopping me from doing anything. Right. Yeah. But How many people, people do you employ? So we have a we have a small team at yeah. the moment. We contract a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but we have um, there's a group of. How many of us are there? Oh gosh, in total. In total, on an average day, there's probably about, I think there's like somewhere around like eight to nine to 10 people that we're dealing with, whether it's sort of dealing with the back end of it, coding of it, development, design, marketing, publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if some of the people in, uh, on your team are not very supportive, I mean, how do you deal with this? Do you try, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Let them go and work with who are sharing your vision. (laughs) I think this is the hardest thing. Like, this is the hardest part about being a female CEO, founder, entrepreneur. It is harder for women to do what what I do. It just simply is. It's like how, um, you know how it's sort of that proven thing that, you know, a man will go f- apply for a job that he is not qualified for, but a woman will. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's that on steroids, but you're actually doing it. Like, I've never been a CEO before, but I had an idea. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is like sort of, I feel like my whole life has led up to this. I, all of my experiences in Hollywood, like I've been part of a cutthroat industry before. Now I, everything sort of lends itself to this. So I'm not very intimidated by it. Yeah. Um, but I've had I've had someone, a guy, really trying to stop me from being the CEO of a company that I thought of. How could you just elaborate on this a little bit? It was just it was just a lot of like no that that name her name no she can't no 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 and I sit there all the time being like you know like I'm 35 and it's my idea I've I've like I have a master's degree, like I've had 10 years in another industry, like I have experience in life. Um, And I've had 35 years experience of being a girl, which was more than I could say for anyone else in the room at the time. Yes. And I was like, one thing I always just thought back to was like, you know, the social network, the Facebook movie, um, you know, there were no scenes there where someone was saying to 19-year-old Mark Zuckerberg, oh, you can't be the CEO of this company. No, the whole celebration of that movie was you're going to have I'm CEO, bitch. I haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I won't spoil the ending. <laughs> but, like, I was like, the whole, like, the movie is celebrating that he's the CEO of it. I was like, he was a 19-year-old. And, you know, I obviously don't know what the reality every day was like for him, but I know what mine is. And just having to be like, well, of course I would be. It was just very much the attitude was um, it would make investors nervous if I was. Right. But I'm like, but I am. <laughs> like I, I do the work. I may as well get the title of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Problems. Um, right. Let's have a short break, and then um, uh, after a short message from our sponsor, we'll continue. Our podcast sponsor is Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who creates engaging Facebook chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, and they are currently wrapping this podcast on Alexa skill 
to be released shortly. For more information, please check out the podcast notes for the link to their website. Fascinating story. Um, Sal, could you tell me, what are your uh, difficulties running this business, um, running Giggle? Honestly, I always say this. The biggest challenge of Giggle has been navigating the male ego. And it sounds ridiculous to say that in an all-girl company. But um, when you're doing a startup, the people who have the money, nine times out of ten, are men. Um, so the barriers you have to get past. So you can have a company full of women, but the barriers you have to get past are always men. Um, and never underestimate how many men out there aren't that excited about empowering women. <laughs> it's like um, I've had situations where, you know, I'm quite impassioned about things and I've gotten, I get, I'll get angry and um, assertive when I need to. And, um, and I've had to say to people like this, this is what an empowered woman looks like. If you want to profit off of it, or if you want to be involved in it, you have to embrace being around this. So it's just, you know, just, just having to sort of, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's navigating the male ego. As I said, I can't even talk about all of the things that I have to deal with because if I upset somebody, I'll get punished. Right. And it scares me. So I don't anymore. Yeah. So do you have other um, women in the, in the company that? Yes. So my, so I co-founded Giggle with my mom. Yeah. Who is amazing. Um, and so then my, the other sort of my main girl that I'm with every day is Sadie who runs Giggle from New York. So we're in, like, she's there, I'm here, we're in contact all of the day and all, like all hours of the day. And she keeps me sane. So we lived together in New York, we were roommates, um, and just like sort of another sort of element of where Giggle came from. Cause we sort of lived in this apartment in New York with there was four of us girls at the time. And it was just like, we had this just amazing support network of yeah. for each other and sort of this big, bad wide world. And it was just so great. Um, so yeah, so she is the other sort of main giggle point person every day that I'm in, in contact with. And she is great. If I'm there freaking out about something, which sometimes I do and I'm having a breakdown, like every now and then there has been a troll that has gotten to me. Um, like for example, there was some, there were some trans women who had an issue with giggle. And I believe it was because they, they sort of had been informed that they were not welcome on giggle, but I've always made sure that trans women are welcome on giggle. Yeah. Um, and so I was sort of, and it hurt me so much that anyone would spread the lie that they weren't or that people or that any trans woman would feel unwelcome in like another place. And so it really, really hurt me. So Sadie was very good at like coaching me through that. She just sort of, I suppose like being my age. So it was sort of that thing where she really understood like just us being in this same generation and yeah. caring about in history. No, it's great you have a mom who's supporting you. I mean, my mom never understood <laughs> what I'm doing and never been supportive of I find it really cool. Like my mom... Yeah, I wouldn't say in any way that I was raised by a feminist or anything, but my mum definitely sort of found her voice. She's always been very feisty, yeah. 
but she definitely started to find her voice around the Me Too movement time when that started to happen. And so it's actually been very fun for me to watch my mum sort of evolve and become this very outspoken, empowered woman. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's like the opposite. I've always been outspoken and what some might call a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's just yeah. When you when you think about this, it's um, it, it's like you know, fish swimming kind of against the tide sometimes, isn't it? It it it, it can you know yes. you can feel this way, right? Because you're sometimes trying to promote something which is not welcomed by by a large majority of people, right? It's it's it can. Well, I mean, well, it's just I mean the the main one is men, obviously. That's the main yeah. one. Um, yeah, no, I, um, it, it does feel, uh, at the same time, I get quite empowered by that, of sort of that hate back, because it, uh, nine times out of ten, the criticism I've gotten of Giggle has, or any, the crap that I deal with on a daily basis, just proves the need for Giggle. That's right, yeah, yeah, it's validation, isn't it, the concept, yeah. Yeah, like one of the other categories that we're going to be launching um, in the next few months is mentoring and networking. And it's sort of a business category where girls can connect and start their own businesses, get mentors on how to do it. Um, Because I'm like, use Giggle to start your own startups. And I want there to be like women, like VCs and angel investors who go on there and finance them as well because – it is hell trying to go with a girls only product out there in a male dominated world. It's yeah. just oh, painful. I hate it. I hate every second of it. So what was the most difficult challenge you had to overcome running Giggle? Oh gosh. I mean, it's still ongoing, isn't it? <laughs> um, the, running a Giggle on a day to day basis and Giggle itself is, I find ultimately quite easy. I'm just, I'm passionate about it. I know what I want to achieve. I know what Giggle is. I know where it can go. I just want, I just want to help girls or have just a platform for girls to do what they want on that. They'll tell me what they want to do on it. It's just, it's just there. It exists now. Just tell me what it should be. Um, So yeah, it's just, it, as I said before, it's navigating the male ego. That is the biggest challenge. Yeah. When I have to sit there and go, okay, like, because so for, for example, mum and I will talk through stuff and we'll agree with things and then we'll be like, okay, now how do we go and talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> with the beats. Yeah. Yeah. There's a team player element to it and everything. I just am not a fan if I'm ever sitting in a room and I've sat in many where I have like a 50 year old man saying like, no, I think this is what giggle should be like. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't care about your opinion. I just don't care. You will never use it. You're not part of the market. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just don't care. And then I get called close minded and like, I'm not, it would just be like someone, a Nike executive designing a running shoe and talking, having to listen to someone who's never run before in their life. Yeah. You wouldn't waste your time. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, in, in, when you were a screenwriter in Hollywood, um, you went through this phase, you know, phase of, you know, anxiety and, and, um, um, you know, 
psychological sort of problems that actually mm-hmm. made you an entrepreneur. But what is your worst night, night nightmare today? Are you an anxious person? Or well, I'm, I, I definitely, yeah, <laughs> made it I, worse. <laughs> I am definitely. I still do have like, and I, I am genetically an anxious person. I, I've always been anxious. My nana has had huge anxiety. My mum has it. I do. So I have a predisposition to anxiety. Yeah. Um, but then because it got so bad, it was bad for like five years. Um, I now, like I have medication for it and I have tools. Like I finally, like therapy gave me tools to be able to deal with it. So I can sort of st- sit there, breathe, ground myself in my surroundings and then deal with a problem because it can be little things that will trigger me. For example, back in Hollywood, it got to the point where I hated, um, answering my phone. I hated it. Because there was just either rejection, bad news, or some fight I had to be part of, of just like fighting for a script or a meeting or something. It was just all horrible. Yeah. So I hated answering my phone. And I, so I just, I wouldn't, I would always, I just wouldn't answer my phone. So I had to reteach myself right. to answer my phone. Um, and so now like, but I have the tools now to do that. Um, and yeah, I'm very, I feel lucky that I sort of had my nervous breakdown before Giggle. It would suck to have it now. <laughs> it really would. It would make it a lot harder. But um, so far, so good. I haven't had a breakdown yet. So what do you do to actually keep yourself sane? Uh, are there any, you know, mind hacks, any strategies, you know, anything you do today to kind of help you relax and um in in this like COVID-19 time no <laughs> I'm going out of my mind like yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to ask questions about COVID-19 because <laughs> yeah. the, the true impact will, will will know about the true impact in two months time yeah yoga has always been my big thing like for quite a few years now going and doing yoga And so, and I always know if I'm getting really anxious or really stressed, if I can't even, if I like physically can't go to yoga because I know I can't quieten my mind for that hour, because on a normal day or even like on a heightened day, you know, you can, you go like, I know it will be relieved, but if I cannot talk myself through that, then I know I have to take a step back and relax for a minute. Yeah. But yeah, yoga is my number one thing. And then and this is actually also from my screenwriting days, having a really long shower. I find long relaxing showers are one of the best like sort of self care tools in the world. Cause I used to sit in the shower for ages trying to think of story things. Like if you get stuck, it, like the trick is to go and sit in a shower, be cleansed with water. It'll clear your mind and just work out the next part of the story. And so I still sort of do that. Wow. That, that's great advice. <laughs> If you're not on the meter, meter, we are on the meter, so it'll be like a weird thing one day. I'll just like leave a board meeting, being like, "I'm I'm gonna get a shower. I'll be back. I'll have a clear mind, fitness." Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you deal with uncertainty? Because because with giggle, I mean, you are in a growth uh, stage. Mm -hmm. 
and um, you you plan so many new things. Um, but you just we, we don't always know how it's all gonna work out for us. So how do you deal with uncertainty? I suppose I, because I know, as I said, I know what I want to achieve with it and I know what it is and I'm also quite open-minded about changing what it is and being sort of very receptive of the ultimate market that latches on to giggle um and so I know there's an element of trial and error with it I'm not very rigid with everything I'm just like my ultimate goal is to provide a place where girls don't have to deal with the bullshit of misogyny how I get there let's work it out. Like I've built this thing. Let's see how far that can get us. And then we'll build the next thing. It's yeah. yeah. So, um, I know uncertainty doesn't take up a lot of my, um, mental space, to be honest. It's just working out. Okay. This is what I want to do. How could I do it? Yeah. Yeah. To, and to the best, like to as much as you can plan for something. Like I didn't plan for everything that's happening in the world right now. And that's hard when you're a brand new business and you're still doing investment rounds and everything. And then the world economy collapses. <laughs> like That's stressful, but okay. You just go, okay, I'm going to change my plan a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause we, I, we were, we were planning on doing our next funding round and it's um, we're doing it with equ- uh, equity crowdfunding because I want, said like i don't like the vc world so rather than doing that i want actually just girls of the world to have ownership and giggle to have equity in it and so that's the way we're doing it and planning it and um but what a time right now to launch something called equity crowdfunding can't do that in a social distancing environment. Like it's just what's like the worst possible branding you could do. It's, it's just, yeah. on, 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 on uh, crowdfunding platforms like Kickstart. No, 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 no. So, no. Kickstarter is just like a crowdfunding thing. Equity crowdfunding is very different. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's actually sort of bound by the countries that the company um, is incorporated in. So we're bound by Australian laws with it, but it means that basically girls can buy shares and giggle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's a relatively new thing. It only came, um, became a legal thing to do in Australia in 2018. So it's very, very new in the startup world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, but it's very organic to giggle of what it is. It's just, right now not a great time to do it so yeah you just have to we would talk about this actually the very beginning of giggle is be elastic just always be open to move and change like for example we just have spent the last three months waiting for our giggle our giggle room and travel categories to finish being built yeah. yeah they're they're available we could launch them tomorrow would we launch giggle travel right now no <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible time for it to be ready and it, so okay you have to just shelve it and go okay what's the next thing <laughs> all right um yeah you can do a virtual travel i guess <laughs> yeah i mean it's just like oh god we can't even like you just, just taking selfies and walking in the <laughs> yeah. everyone show us what your place in paris looks like so we can imagine i'm there yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. So you just have to be able to roll with the punches. And I feel fortunate that I have a company that m- 
is just by what it is pretty easy to do that. Yeah. So it's do, just, you, do you define yourself as a successful entrepreneur? What, what success means for you? Freedom to have my voice and to have my ideas realized. If I can say what I want and say what I mean and have that listened to and get some sort of respect in return from the people that I care to have respect from, um, then yeah, I feel really good. That is important because I was silenced for such a long time and I was a writer who was silenced for a long time and I lost my voice. So having that is my most valuable thing. I've, I've learned the hard way of what it's like to not have a voice. Yeah. So yeah, that's part of what giggle is, is making sure that every girl can have a voice and it's not. And when I would always hear when I was feeling very silenced and just and had no confidence to go out and tell my story or anything. And people would sort of say, just go and tell your story. I was like, it, it's a huge leap from feeling so vulnerable to going out and telling your story. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that giggle sort of is one of the stepping stones in there because, because all of the conversations are private and that you can choose who you connect with. And it's about consent that you can get comfortable in a private setting with a stranger and sort of build this relationship, finding your voice and having your opinions and talking about them and then take that confidence that you get from the being in these environments into the real world. Yeah. And yeah, because I don't, I don't like the internet hate that's out there at the moment. I don't think it's serving any good whatsoever being the worst possible version of yourself Yeah. and trolling people and whatnot. And I think it's absurd. Yeah. So what can you tell you know, girls and um, female entrepreneurs who started something but kind of hit the wall of challenges and just about to give up, what, what, what can you tell them? Trust your instincts. It's the number one thing. Your instincts exist for a reason. Like they are, your instincts are survival instincts. They're there from when, you know, from our ancestors, when they were, were required to be there. If your instinct is telling you to stop something, listen to it and change what you're doing because then you will thrive and something will be easier. If your instinct is just telling you to do it, do it. Like there's just, it could, your instinct is telling you, like honor it. If you don't, no one else will. I think that's the most important thing. And then um, be prepared to, live on ramen noodles for ages. <laughs> no money for such a long time. What you did. <laughs> That's like the biggest thing. But I mean, I, yeah, I've been a writer for such a long time. So being like some form of a starving artist is not that much of a stretch for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just read a book to entertain myself. <laughs> so uh, I guess y- y- you need to write your st- you know, you, you need to write a book about what you've been through. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. One day, I mean, that would be like, yeah. after, You're a like writer, you know, by profession, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that will come together. The two things will come together. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, like when, um, 
I, I, you know, much later down the track of Giggle, I will write something about it because I'm saying, I mean, it's an inspirational story for, for a lot of girls out there who have doubts and um, Mm -hmm. uh, went through the same experiences as you, as you did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember like when I was dealing with depths of depression and I would listen to stories of girls who had come out of it um, and, you know, and they would have all of this new confidence in what they were now doing in their, like these great things in their lives. But you know, when you're in the depths of depression and you're like, you're like, what are you even talking about? Like you have all of this stuff now. Like I have nothing like, you know, just that your brain's just hating on you. Yes. Um, And I think that having to rebuild myself and how slow it actually is to rebuild yourself from depression is quite an interesting and valuable journey to then starting your own company because it teaches you patience and how it doesn't, you don't just wake up happy the next day or like depression free or anxiety free. It's every day having to work at it. And it's the same as a company. You just have to work at it every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It just takes time. That's it. And then suddenly that you wake up and 18 months has passed. Like I've been doing Google now for, it's getting closer as well. 18 months, getting closer to two years. Yeah. Um, but it's only been this year that it's been like something that exists, but it, that's even not fully realized yet. Like there's just still so much to do and so much further to go until it's even what I would say that the, what I would class as the real beginning of it. Yeah. So what's next for giggle is just going globally. Cause you are in 31 countries at the moment. We're actually just, do, we hadn't done an account for a little while. We actually just got the report this, um, this past week. Um, we're in 83 countries right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> exciting. Um, and so I, uh, the next things, um, we're going to be launching. So obviously there's like quite a few categories on there that are still locked. Um, and it was supposed to be giggle room that was going to be the next one that we were going to do a big, release and launch around and that was sort of going to be the we're here on the global stage and we'll start doing our proper marketing campaign and everything um but yeah we can't launch giggle room while we're all trapped inside (laughs) so this next week is we'll be have we will be having lots of meetings about um what we're going to do with our um what we call our soul categories that we have exercise and yeah. Um, hobbies and mentoring and networking. We have lots of different categories that can very much be utilized in how the world is at the moment. So we're just going to work out the best way to do that. Yeah. No, yeah. That's great. I I wish you all the success um, growing this amazing business. And um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners will support you and um, will we'll spread the word. Thank you. Yeah, just just leave a, it's, it's, it's a great concept. <laughs> Embrace it. And just leave a five-star review, even though well, the men will then come along and override it. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's, you, you know, every product, when when you see all five-star star, star reviews, something is wrong, right? Totally. Yeah. One-star, you know that you've got something, right? Because I know I'm actually just, this is a, this is a, cute anecdote um when they all started like sort of the men had discovered giggle and they sort of just we had this just waterfall of downloads and it was going crazy and then um my mom just walked into my office hysterical going like oh my god like she just not had not experienced that kind of trolling or hate or anything before 
and I was like, oh, mom, I was like, we were always going to be hated by half the world. <laughs> like, that's why we created it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> jealous that no one, you know, created something like a giggle version for men. <laughs> I think they should. I think that it, I think it's really important. I think there should totally be a place that men feel comfortable to go and yeah. talk about their emotions and support each other. I think that would be a very healthy. Yeah. The suicide rate amongst men is quite high as well because they just suffer exactly. in silence and they don't have this platform. Yeah. I think they could totally have a place where they can go and connect and have conversation and be emotional and be anonymous if they wanted to be. Um, I just, I obviously am not the face of that company, but I, I, I hope someone does it. Yes. <laughs> and a group of boys is called a plush. So there you go. <laughs> so they stop going after giggle girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think it's awesome. Someone to do. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this with us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And good luck with everything. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Bye. A full transcript of this interview is available via the link to my website, katrinathomas.com. Also a link to Sal's social app, Giggle. If you've been affected by issues discussed in this podcast, please join our group uh, on Facebook, Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs Network, where I share how to become a more resilient entrepreneur. Please send me any comments or feedback on this podcast. And of course, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, please email me at podcast at katrinathomas.com. And that's all from me. Uh, Till next time. And remember, you're just one mind hack away.